Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Inclusive Class Podcast. Through interviews and discussions, it's our goal to explore the promise and practice of inclusive education. I'm Nicole Erdix, and I'm one of your hosts for the show. I'm a parent, inclusion teacher, and creator of the online resource, theinclusiveclass.com. And joining me here on the Inclusive Class this morning with a voice is my co-host, <laughs> Terry Morrow. Hi, Terry. Good morning, Nicole. I do, yes, have my voice back, but I may <laughs> cough periodically. So I apologize for all of you whose ears I will be blowing out with my coughing. Uh, welcome to all our today. listeners. Yeah, I do feel better. <laughs> it's one of these things where, you know, you get over the worst of it, but then the cough just kind of lingers for two weeks. Mm-hmm. So I'm in that lovely yeah. stage. So my son is constantly telling me, stop coughing. It's like, well, I would be very happy to. Can I just, turn, where's the button where you just turn that off? Let's just switch mm-hmm. that off. But uh, we're continuing to have bizarre weather here in the Northeast, so, uh, you know, the illnesses will continue. It was hot one day, and then it was, you know, 30 the next day, and kids were still wearing shirts and T-shirts. And so we're we're in, and everything is blooming crazily, so there's going to be bad allergies this year. But I'm glad that that's the the most dramatic stuff that's happening in my part of the Northeast. There's other parts who are having quite the dramatic week, and I'm sure... Oh, All of us are thinking of uh, of Boston and of the the how. Uh, in addition to all of the traumatic events there, how that plays out for kids with special needs and kids in inclusive mm-hmm. classrooms. And and uh, I noticed this morning there's a, a they're advising everybody in Watertown to stay in your houses. And I'm thinking, you know, for kids who thrive on their routine. Mm -hmm. (laughs) To have Mm -hmm. a home lockdown You know, the school lockdowns are bad But the home lockdowns are bad too So um, very, very Feeling very fortunate and blessed That my routine is pretty much normal today But Mm -hmm. welcome to all our listeners And I am Terry Morrow I'm the author of 50 Ways to Support Your Child's Special Education And I write about special needs for about.com At specialchildren.about.com I'd like to mention to anybody out there listening to us live that we are not taking phone calls, but I do have the chat room open if you'd like to stop in and suggest a question for us today since we're just chatting amongst ourselves. Uh, We'll try to work it in if we have time. Um, Mm. Very interesting topic Nicole has chosen for today in that uh, my kids only have about three weeks left of school, and uh, I'm used to when they were in, in our public school system, they went all the way through the end of June, but now in college they stop in the middle of May, so it gets... Right. The end of school comes faster than I yeah. expect, and it's like, oh, my gosh, all those days I was saying, well, there's still plenty of time to get some better grades yeah. to bring that grade up. It's that time so now. Much. Finals are around the corner, <laughs> and the ends of the computerized classes are coming, and we're having to figure out what to do for the summer and for next year, and it's all yeah. coming very quickly, as I'm sure it is for, for everybody else with younger kids. So um, yeah. why don't you uh, explain what we'll be talking about today, Nicole? Yeah, no, today on our show we are going to be talking about ways in which parents and teachers can prepare children with special needs for the multitude of year-end activities at school. (laughs) As you were mentioning, uh, field trips, class celebrations, tests, uh, assemblies, it just seems as though the closer that we get to the end of the school year, the more these activities start to ramp up, and they have such a significant impact on children with special needs. And I know that I've they seen really it from do. a teacher's perspective. Yeah, from a teacher's mm-hmm. perspective in the classroom, 
you know, trying to um, keep up with all of these activities and prepare for them and make sure all the kids are prepared, not to mention the extra needs that these kids with special needs have to get them ready for all of these activities. So, yeah, I thought that would be kind of a good topic to talk about today, Terry, because we're just, like you said, we're getting towards the end of the school year. For some people, it may still be a month or so away, but these activities are starting to ramp up for many of us, and I know in my school district, we only have a month, so we're kind of on your college schedule. (laughs) A month ago. It is so odd how the different schools systems go. I mean, ours goes right till the very, very end of June. Um, yeah. And so it's, you know, we're in school. They've always been in school much longer than everybody else. And now they're mm-hmm. out of school much sooner than everybody else. Yeah. So yeah. our school is having their spring break now, the public schools. The college had it a few weeks ago. But it's like if you think, I always think of the school year kind of as a roller coaster. You know, yeah. you start it and it takes a while going up for your kids yeah. to get to a place where they're comfortable. And then they and start that long. Then they start going fast and they're doing good and then you hit the holidays. And everything yeah. falls apart at school for the holidays. You have vacations, you have pageants, you have, you know, first mm-hmm. round of tests, you have all, and everything falls apart. And then they have this Christmas break, and then it takes, they have to go up again to get mm-hmm. back into the mm-hmm. routine. And then they're yeah. just hitting a smooth patch, and then this end of school stuff starts, and everything falls apart again. So it's like kind of you're, you're kind of catching your breath every now and then, thinking, okay, yeah. everybody, we've, we've got everything settled, everything's working, everything's clicking, and oh, my God, here comes the field trip, here comes the assembly, here comes the high stakes testing, here comes the field day, here comes the practicing yeah. for the spring program, here comes graduation if your kid's at that transition place. And, every, you know, yeah. just the routine just falls apart again. And, I, you know, yeah. I appreciate that the schools want to do all this stuff and they have their own traditions, but the way that they dismantle the school day on a regular basis, mm-hmm. especially now with inclusive classes, with kids who get pulled out for resource mm-hmm. rooms at particular times and for therapy oh. at particular times, when you throw out it's the routine of the day, they yeah. completely lose the thread. And then they have behavior problems, and because of the behavior problems, they lose yeah. privileges of the end-of-the-year stuff. And it's just its like if you could set up a system to screw up kids with special needs in inclusive classrooms, yeah. you could not do any better than this, the holiday crap and the end-of-the-year crap. It's just, yeah. like, designed to trip them up at the most sensitive times. So, well, and the thing is, you know, the and by the time you're thinking about it, it's too late. I'm sorry, y'all, we're telling you this stuff today. Write it down for next year because it's too late yeah. now to prepare, really. Yeah. Well, and for many of the teachers, too, they're running on the fly as well. You know, oh, you sure. get to school you're told, oh, by the way, we're going to have an assembly today or so-and-so is going to come into your classroom today and talk about signing up for activities for next year (laughs) or uh, we've got uh, a special guest coming in today and would they like, you know, do they want, do you want them to come by your classroom? It's just a constant change of events for these kids and for many teachers as well. I mean, granted, a lot of teachers know ahead of time about those bigger special occasions, but mm-hmm. then it's such a busy, crazy time of the year. You find yes. yourself not thinking ahead about that stuff as much, right, right? as much as you should. Yeah. And so you're yeah. just, every day you're basically trying to catch up and figure out, okay, what do I need to do today? Okay, we're going to do this today. <laughs> and, how, you know, and, you know, we don't think together. as parents, 
Yeah, we don't think as parents about the fact that teachers are often parents, too. So you're dealing exactly. with this stuff with your kid at school, and then yeah. you're going to school, yeah. and you're dealing with your school, and if the yeah. vacations don't match up, you've got your, maybe you're bringing your kid into your school because yeah. you don't have any place for them to go. So it's just, it's just chaos. And yeah, I'm really thinking about the way they do things um, in my kids' high school and also probably in elementary also. That, that Oftentimes parents, if you're not plugged into the life of the school, you don't really know how they handle no. these things. But like mm-hmm. with testing at the high school, if the juniors and seniors are taking testing, they take all the freshmen and sophomores and dump them in the cafeteria in the auditorium for two hours until they can have oh. all the classrooms back. So you may not realize that your child not yeah. only is their class disrupted, but they are in a completely unstructured environment with inadequate mm-hmm. supervision for a huge part of the school day. And, mm-hmm. you know, that you can't do that. You can't yeah. do that with these kids. You really can't. I know sometimes or they're watching they, a movie, which is even worse. <laughs> exactly, yeah. And you don't know what movie. Sometimes it's a movie that you don't necessarily want your kid to watch. Yeah. I mean, one time I think they had like a sci-fi movie or a horror movie. And it's, yeah. you know, but you don't. The stuff doesn't necessarily come home to parents, except in the most general way. You know, yeah. uh, if you knew, you could say, look, let me just bring my child at the start of school. Let me yeah. Tell me when class is going to start, and I will bring them then. Yeah. You could work that out. You could put that in the IEP if you knew about it. Uh, yeah. But but you don't, and your kid doesn't necessarily come home and tell you. But you know that their behavior goes off the charts. So, um you so know, I think that's the first the first tip I think we should really emphasize is that parents <laughs> do need to be plugged into their school yes, and know what's yes. happening. And you, you get this general calendar usually mm-hmm. towards the end of the school year as to all of the activities that are happening. Yeah. Don't assume that you're going to know everything just from that calendar. Absolutely. I would yes. get in there, I would have a meeting with a teacher, and I would try and find out yes. about as much, acti- you know, about each activity as much as I could. And take yeah. some notes so that you are fully prepared because, like you said, these activities, <coughs> I don't think parents really realize how they're dealt with at school. Like no. you said, with the testing, yes. taking out the freshmen, putting them into a cafeteria as a group, yeah. probably having three or four teachers wander around at best. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, supervising the group. So much can go wrong in that scenario. And, yeah, and you if know, you have a kid who's sharing a paraprofessional with another kid, mm-hmm. when the schedule changes and say, you know, the kid who who you share the paraprofessional with, that kid is doing testing and your kid is not. So the para mm-hmm. has to go with the kid who's doing testing. Has somebody arranged for your kid to have a substitute para? You know, all mm-hmm. these things you don't necessarily think about. If there's a field day and your mm-hmm. kid shares a para, who, which kid is that going to be when you don't have those classes? In order, right. you know, yeah. if, if yeah. everybody's mixed together. So, yeah, yeah, as you say, to have a meeting with the teacher, this is where it's a good thing to be in constant contact throughout the year with your child study team, not just that one time mm-hmm. a year. Because mm-hmm. the child study team knows where the problems are. The teacher knows where the problems are. The therapists probably know where the problems are. But it yeah. doesn't get communicated to the teacher because of the culture of the school. Perhaps they're told not to tell parents this. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you're there and if you can have a constant informal relationship, somebody's going to say, hey, you know, next yes. week we're doing this, and there's going to be a problem. Maybe you should. Yeah. Maybe yeah. you should. Yeah. yeah. You're not going to get it at a meeting. You're not going to get it in a formal Mm-mm. thing. But Mm-mm. if you happen to be around and if you're talking and if you want, if you put out the message, I want to know when there's going to be a problem, I will work it out with you. A lot of yes. parents work, they can't do something. And the teachers mm-hmm. and the school people may feel like the parents don't want to know about this. 
will handle right. it. Let them know you do want to know, that you understand the way things go, that stuff sometimes breaks down. Please let me know and be in constant contact with them. When you know there's a yeah. holiday coming up or you know there's an end of the year, call the teach, have a meeting with the teacher, have a meeting with the caseworker and say, where are the weak spots of these upcoming mm-hmm. months? Mm-hmm. Let's talk about it. Let's figure out what to do. Um, and I think that's you know, the think- over... That's the theme that I, we need to remember throughout this conversation, and I hope that parents mm-hmm. take with them because parent involvement is so important in yes. any aspect of your child's life, and particularly in school because we just don't know what's happening. For the most part, when we send our child off to school that day, we make so many assumptions yes, based really on do. what we are told, based on what we hear, based on what we think is going to happen. But unless we're able to actually get a clear vision of what that day looks like, then Mm -hmm. we really don't know what's going on. Because, like you said, so many things, for example, losing the paraprofessional to Mm -hmm. go with another child, and then your child is left without one, how does your child function for that day? Is your child going Mm -hmm. to be a substitute paraprofessional? So I think that's such an overall theme. And, And what I thought for today, just to sort of make things a little bit more uh, I guess logistical or more clear for parents is that I, I kind of wanted to take apart these different activities and okay. you know just look at each activity and say okay where are the pitfalls where can parents get in there and help what can right. teachers do to support them does that make sense mm-hmm. to you Terry should we sort of approach that, it from that angle okay. yeah and yeah, I wanted I to think... mention just to bring it around to the topic of our show how much mm-hmm. more important this is when your kid is in an inclusive class. When your kid isn't yeah. self-contained, they take a lot better care of them, and they're in their own sort of universe. So these mm-hmm. disruptions mm-hmm. oftentimes don't affect them as much. You mm-hmm. know, they're, we complain that the special ed kids don't get included in stuff, but in a way it's a blessing because they can just sort of run their own day. But when mm-hmm. your kid is in inclusion or if your kid is going back and forth from inclusion to self-contained and back and forth from inclusion to resource room, that's where these problems come up because the regular ed teachers aren't used to thinking about mm-hmm. these that's problems. Right. And mm-hmm. the self-contained teachers don't really have full responsibility for your kid, so they can't yeah. say, hey, this is what we're going to do today. And the mm-hmm. paras oftentimes aren't empowered to speak up, so or they're they dealing with them the best they can but there, well, I've been in schools where parents were told, do not talk to the parents. So right. they think, oh, okay, I'm just going to do my job. I'm just going to keep my nose down, you know, my head yeah. down. So that's where it's in these inclusive situations that our kids fall through the cracks. Oh, so great point. as a parent, you have to step up and you have to say, all right, I want my kid to be included in these things. I want them to yeah. be part of the life yeah. of the school. So I have to, I have to be the coordinating person. There is oftentimes no coordinating person. Yeah. So the parent has yeah. to be that, or the parent has to push the case manager to be that and to be in communication yeah. and to say somebody has to be looking at this big picture. Yeah. You know? Now, so somebody let's has talk to about say, testing. All right, if your kid is in field day, how yeah. do they get the therapy? <laughs> okay, so testing. Yeah. Oh, God. Testing. testing. Let's, let's yeah. look at testing because this is the time mm-hmm. of year. I know that my kids have their state test coming up next week, and then after that it's going to be final exams. It's just a constant treadmill of tests coming up towards the end of the school year. Yeah. So, you yeah. know, for those parents that have children with special needs in inclusive classrooms, and mm-hmm. many of them are expected to participate <clears throat> in the testing, which mm-hmm. may yeah. or may not be a good thing depending on your child, yeah. but if there's an expectation that they're participating, 
what can mm-hmm. parents do to prepare their kids for these yeah. high-pressure, well, high-stress tests? Yeah, well, you do definitely want to think about and think about with your child's study team and with the teacher, what is the best situation for your child. If you want mm-hmm. your child to be included in testing, talk to the, all, the the secret to all this stuff is thinking about it ahead of time. You don't want to mm-hmm. show up on the day of the test and say, well, I expect yeah. this, this, and this. Nobody's going to be able to accommodate you. You want to talk about it at the IEP meeting. You want to get it in the IEP, and you want to then mm-hmm. call and check mm-hmm. as the time comes up. Uh, you know, if you say you don't want your child included in the testing and you make a big stink of that, well, where is your child going to go? If your child's mm-hmm. in an inclusion mm-hmm. class and they're having testing, where is your child going to go? Are they going to sit in the cafeteria yeah, with an aide for the entire yeah. day? Are they going to yeah. go into a different class? Are they going to go into a younger class? You have to look at that. You know, it may mm-hmm. be good for your kid to be excluded from testing, but don't assume that there is no place care for of. that child. There is no yeah. place for that child if the entire class is taking testing. Yeah. They can't sit there in the corner and, you know, color. So yeah. ask about that. Ask if you do want your child included. Ask about how that's going to go. Does your right. child and your child get questions read to them? If so, are they going to have to go into a different classroom to have that done? That's something right. people don't think about, that your child maybe is not going to have testing with your class. Maybe a resource teacher is going to pull all the special ed kids out, put them in a room together, and do the testing with them. You want to prepare your child for that. You want to let them know you're not yeah. going to be doing this with your class. Uh, if and they do want to be, be a huge class, part of their IEP, you can't IEP. have a lot of the stuff that you want. It should yeah. be in every single thing about the testing should be in the IEP. You the want IEP. to be there, exactly. And then you want to make sure that that's happening. You want to touch base with people weeks before the testing. Is this mm-hmm. in place? How is this going to work? Yeah. You, you have to know that you, your child cannot have the questions read to them in the classroom with everybody else. If that's exactly. going to happen, your child is going to go someplace else for the testing. Where is that And I think be? parents don't, Do you I have think a, a lot of parents don't realize. No. That's correct. And I think a lot of parents don't. don't realize that they can actually have their child opted out of these tests. I was talking yes. to a but friend the other day, and her child, who has significant special needs, is required to write a state test. It's right. the special needs version of the state test. Mm-hmm. And it's, from the sounds of it, you know, it's something that I certainly don't agree with, and I, she's mm-hmm. frustrated because she's trying to prepare her child at home. So she's not only mm-hmm. doing preparation at home for this test, but then they're also getting prepared at school, which is shaking mm-hmm. up the routine, which is creating yes. a very, you know, monotone type of day if they're just reviewing yeah. and practicing this work. And, of course, they're being taught to the test, so there's nothing else yes. that's happening in the curriculum. And I said to my friend, I said, is there a way for you to opt out, to formally opt out of this testing? Because really, in the big picture, is this necessary? What is this going well, to do to benefit your child? But then and you have to think, if you opt out, if they're doing nothing but text prep for two weeks and you're opting yeah. out of the test, where is she going to go? Where is she going to go? Is she going to sit exactly. there in the classroom and read a book? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. is she, if that's what it's, it's going to disrupt her routine, whether she's taking the test or not, if your yeah. kid is in an inclusion class. So you mm-hmm. have to think about, I, I always wished there was a way to make a test that was appropriate for my kids. I did not object to them taking the testing because I would mm-hmm. like to know where they stand. Mm-hmm. But you have mm-hmm. to test them. If they're doing second grade work in fourth grade, you have to test yeah. them on second grade work. I would have really liked to know, have they made a year's worth of progress in a year? Mm-hmm. And there mm-hmm. seems to be no way to test for that. But if you're giving them the fourth grade test and they're doing second grade work, then that's completely useless. Yeah, no, it's so, totally useless. Uh, you yeah. know, but, but you there have to, I think parents think, 
let's opt out of that, but then you have to think about, you have to set up a program for your kid. You have to say, what are they going to do? Are they going to go yeah. in a self-contained class for those two weeks? Are they going to, they're still going to, you know, be force-fed this stuff. So it is yeah. really a disrupt a disruption no matter how you deal with it. There is no good it way is. to deal with it, really. Field, um, field trips, Terry. What do you think about field trips? Yes, field We're trips. Move on here. Yeah. I think field trips are wonderful. I think that you want to volunteer to go on the field trip. Take the mm-hmm. day off from work. Volunteer to go on that field trip. If they say, we have enough class parents, say, let me go as a one-on-one for my child. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? um, oftentimes, if your child has a behavior problem, they will be happy to have you, and then you will be in charge of your child for the entire time. Is that going to be embarrassing for your child? You have to weigh that against, Mm -hmm. you know, wanting to be there. But if you can't, be sure you know where they're going. Be sure you know that there is somebody assigned to your child. All the issues with buses, make sure those are taken care of. If your child needs a Mm -hmm. a seat, a special seat on the bus, make sure they have that. If your child Mm -hmm. is in a wheelchair, make sure they have a bus going to the field trip that can accommodate a wheelchair. Check all this stuff ahead of time. You know, if necessary, have it in the IEP. Yeah, proper attire, too, is hugely important. Making sure, because a lot of times the parents, or sorry, the teachers will just share that information informally with the class. So, oh, by the way, tomorrow for your field trip, you should be wearing running shoes. You should bring a coat. You should bring a sack lunch. That may not be conveyed in the letter home. So (laughs) make sure you check with the teacher what should my child be wearing. I had a student uh, several years ago. uh, There was a miscommunication. She ended up on a field trip with a pair of sandals, and we were doing a lot of walking that day, and that poor child blisters on her feet. I mean, we didn't even have her finish the field trip. We ended up having somebody from the school come pick her up. But then she missed out on the rest of the field trip. So I learned my lesson at that point, (laughs) not to assume that the parents are going to know how to dress their child for that day because the child might miss that conversation in the classroom. Absolutely. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And uh, the other thing, too, is making sure that your teacher, child's teacher, has all of the medication with them, the emergency equipment they need. Ask if a nurse is going. Lots Mm -hmm, of times mm -hmm. now in our present day when there are many, many children who are on medication, a nurse will go along Mm -hmm. specifically to distribute the medication. So find out if that's the case. Talk to the nurse. Let them know. Uh, You know, uh, again, if your child is in an inclusive class, wonderful that they're being included. The teachers Mm -hmm. are not going to think about their special needs. There's probably not a special needs teacher going on the field trip. The regular ed teacher is not going to think ahead that, Mm -hmm. hey, you know, if I'm telling a nonverbal child to tell their, you know, (laughs) what they need to wear, they're not going to go home and tell their parents that. So you need to touch base with the teacher ahead of time. Hey, I see there's a field trip coming up. What do I need to know? What do I need to know? Can I come along? Yeah. The other really big thing, too, and and I don't know if a lot of parents think about this, but from a teacher's experience, I know that once we get to those field trips, the staff that is doing the presentation oftentimes mm-hmm. is not fully trained yeah. in working with special needs children the way you might be or your paraprofessional right. might be. And so their mm-hmm. interaction with the student with special needs <coughs> may be inappropriate or may, right. they may have expectations of that student that don't exist. So if mm-hmm. I were a teacher or in, in that situation again, or a parent, I would likely phone up the field trip site ahead of time and say just a great a heads idea. up. 
mm-hmm. you know, my kid is coming in, and or I have a student with, how can we mm-hmm. ensure that they also receive the information, that there's an understanding of their abilities and what their needs are? Because I've seen it time and time again where the supervisor, the person giving the presentation starts to get angry and upset with the child that has ADHD and is squirming all over the floor and they're telling them to sit still and it's like, oh my gosh, you know, (laughs) this is not working. And and so I don't think parents realize that that happens too at that end. Mm No, not at all. Yeah. And and to make sure that the place is accessible if you have a child with... Uh, you know, a wheelchair or other other movement issues. Are they are they going to get there and then find out? Well, you can't go to this because you have to go upstairs and you can't go to this part. Right. And we're just going to sit right. you here with an aide on a bench. Yeah. You know? Oh, so, the other thing too um, that I was I was thinking about too last night was that when I was sort of going over this in my head, is that sometimes mm-hmm. the child with special needs, especially if they're in a wheelchair, has to get bus to the location in a separate bus. Uh, you know, a bus that can accommodate a child with special needs. Why? Well, they're going off alone. Yeah, they're going off yeah. alone with their paraprofessional. Have a couple of your students go along with that child so they don't yes. feel completely excluded. Yes. So Definitely. that's something else for parents to ask, too, is, is my child going to be traveling with their class or not? Yes. You know, that's and something else. And does the alternate bus know where they're going? Yes. <laughs> like, you know, does that bus driver have instructions on what part of the zoo you're meeting at? Yes. You know, all of these things. Oh, Don't assume. You know, we always Mm-mm. assume we parents are so trusting. We assume somebody is on top of oh, this stuff. You have no. to be the one that's on top of this stuff. You are the one. So your kid doesn't okay. drive around in circles for four hours not yeah. being able to find the class. It, it happens. You have to yeah. know that it happens, that there is not uh, coordination. There's not coordination. I want to quickly move on, Terry. I'm looking at our time. Assemblies. Yeah. You're in assemblies. Oh, assemblies are the worst. They go on and on forever. <laughs> <laughs> and they're in the gym, which is loud what and echoey. And know. sometimes your kid has to sit on the floor. You yeah. know, is your kid going to be sitting on the floor for two hours listening to something boring in a distracting environment? You know, mm-hmm. if you're if you're lucky enough for your child to have a one-on-one para. Let the parent know that it's okay to take your child out and walk around with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you don't mind that. Uh, mm-hmm. See if they can sit on the bleachers instead of on the floor, so at least they have mm-hmm. something to lean back against. Um, you know, what's the exit if, plan? If it, How are they going to leave if they have to? Are they going to have exactly. to walk in front of the entire school, or is there a back door they can slip yeah. out of? Well, yeah, you don't want your kid to be sitting in the front for one thing. Mm-hmm. You know, and these no. programs sometimes at the end of the year where they're going to practice for five days. Oh, You gosh. know, again, this is just another one of those things. Ask yeah. about it ahead of time. You don't want to be finding out after your child has already had a meltdown or after mm-hmm. there's already been a problem. Or you don't want to show mm-hmm. up that day and say, here's what I'd like you to do because they're not going to be able to accommodate you. No. All of this stuff. And don't expect your child to be, come home and say, hey, by the way, next Thursday we're having an assembly. You yeah, need yeah. to be talking to the teachers don't remember and that. case managers yeah. all the way through the year. And you know what? If you have, if your kid has friends in the class, mm-hmm. be talking to the parents. Um, yeah. You know, ideally, if your kid has regular ed friends in the class, that's excellent because mm-hmm. they're going to know more than you. Um, but if not, if all the inclusion kids, can, if their parents can get together mm-hmm. and say, my kid gave me this tiny bit of information, your kid gave you that yeah. tiny bit of information, and we put our bits of information together, um, be a class parent if you can because that's a good way yeah. to find out. Um, yeah. But just but I, think const- I mean, we're running out of time, but the answer to all of these things be yeah. in constant con- contact with the teacher, with the therapist, with the case manager all through the school year, 
and let them know, I want to know where the trouble spots are, what's coming up that we need to strategize. Yeah. Um, Don't make assumptions. Yeah. <laughs> Don't Do assume not. That, that is the teacher worst knows. thing. Yeah, that the teacher has everything planned out. Don't assume that the venue is going to have everything planned yes. out or the paraprofessional yes. knows what to do. Just get yourself in there. Don't assume that your kid is going to be able to walk through graduation. Find out what the graduation is ahead of time. Oh. Find out in in September what the issues yes. are going to be in June. Don't come I in mean, and I wrote an article hey, well, about that. I thought that. this is how it was going to be. You yeah. know, you have to be on top of this thing all through the year, and you will not yeah. find out if you do not ask. And you will, later on, somebody will tell you, oh, by the way, your kid, you know, everybody was talking about what your kid did at the assembly, and it's going to break your heart. Mm -hmm. So, Mm -hmm. you know, start thinking about it now when you go to the IAP meeting. Yeah, yeah. Or you you find out that your kid spent the day on a bench in the hallway with the paraprofessional while everybody else had fun. Um, So, you know, Or will they be called up separately? (laughs) Exactly. That story oh, that I wrote that about the end of my daughter's school year. Yes, yeah. yes. You want to know about Crazy. this. You don't want to find out about it when it's happening mm-hmm. uh, because then it's mm-hmm. too late. And yeah, all your rage will only make you sick. It will not do anything. You can fix it for next year, but sometimes your kid's going to a different school next year and it's a whole bunch of different yeah. routines. Yeah. So, and then um, one last comment to class celebrations when it involves food, and I think a lot of parents know this if they have children with food allergies. Yeah. But check again with the teacher what kind of food is going to be there. Is there something that I yes. should bring in that might be more, you know, and on uh, field trips. easier for Lots my child? they bring snacks on yes. field trips. Yes. Is anybody yeah. thinking about the the bags of party mix with peanuts in them that you're right. bringing to the field trip? <laughs> Right, right. No. And make yeah. sure your kid has their their uh, um, EpiPen with them, yeah, too, and that somebody knows how to use that. Big one. Mm-hmm. Gosh, we have like yeah. 10 seconds for me to oh, say thank okay. you for everybody for tuning thank in. Thank you. And join us for next week's show and listen to Joanne Malloy talk about ways to support students with emotional and behavior challenges in the classroom. In the meantime, you can follow us on Facebook and Twitter where Nicole tweets under the name inclusive underscore class and I am at Mamatude. And finally, you can download our past podcast for free on Stitcher and iTunes. Goodbye, everybody, and have a great week. Goodbye. Thanks for listening.